what's going on internet the blog kage aka tvh and to be honest i'd like to welcome you guys back to my show hokage thoughts the show where ain't no hoes but we do think out loud here at uh apple podcast spotify or whatever you use to listen to this show uh, i show's canceled y'all i apologize yo oh my god i had one of them fucking what is that joint them little fancy ass carbonated waters um the raspberry joint i i'm on my white girl shit bro and that carbonation just do my system i apologize for that but um y'all know i only do one take i'm not editing that out so y'all can enjoy that um <laughs> are you not entertained <laughs> Yo, I just straight violated everybody's ears, bro. Anyways, um, today in which I'm recording this episode is November 8th, 2019. And uh, I want to kick the show off by reminding everyone to rate this show five stars uh, on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy it. I mean, come on. Who else is going to burp in your ear? Are you not a fucking entertained? Uh, rate it five stars on pop- uh, Apple Podcasts because... um. It helps push the show in the algorithm, which, you know, gets me more listeners when the show is pushing the algorithm and I need more listeners because I'm poor. If you want to further support the show, you can head over to redcircle.com slash shows slash Hokage thoughts and you can subscribe for five dollars or you can make a one time donation for however much you like. Um, just look for the red sponsor this podcast button right below the cover art. Anyone who subs or donates will be shouted out on the next episode. And of course, if you cannot financially support the kid, just tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. So they can know about what's going on. I mean, how else would they know about the dire situation going on in America if they weren't listening to this podcast? You don't know what I'm talking about? This is how we're going to open up the podcast. <sighs> Over here in North America, Tortino's Pizza Rolls is having a fucking just a problem. They're having a, a, a terrible situation. An epidemic is going on. So for those of you unaware, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which sucks, by the way, it's terribly optimized. If you not see the video, go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Black Kokage and watch a video called call of duty uninstalled warfare game sucks but anyway for those of you who are dumb enough to still can continue to play this game um there's another problem going on you guys know how they do all these promotions every year for call of duty what's uh, what's associated with call of duty mountain dew doritos and the third one tortitos pizza rolls tortitos i think that's how you pronounce it I'm not trying to burp in y'all ear. Oh my god, I, I shouldn't have drank that. What is what is that? What is that fucking carbonated drink called? Fucking uh, carbonated rad. I'm about to Google this shit. I got the trash. I'm not gonna go in the drink. I don't know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That bougie ass white girl drink they be having this shit. Um, that's supposed to you know, it's not soda, but whatever. Anyways, that shit is. I don't. I don't normally drink stuff like that, and it's going through my system. Anyways, back to what I was talking about. Tortitos Pizza Rolls is having a fucking problem, man. Okay, so for those of you unaware, they're doing a promotion with Call of Duty Modern Warfare where you too can get double XP if you just destroy your body by eating Tortitos, pepperoni pizza rolls, or any pizza roll flavored cheese, whatever ones that you like, whatever, you know, because you don't know how to cook. You just, you're a microwave chef. Um, but the problem with this is people on Twitter are complaining that they're not getting their double XP. And the reason is because Tortitos was dumb enough to put the promotion codes on the outside of the package, not the inside. Because if the, if the code was on the inside of the package, then you would actually have to buy it. Otherwise, you would have to open it in the store and you're committing a crime, you know, because you don't want to contaminate food or whatever. Although that was a challenge like a few months ago where people were like opening ice cream lids and licking them. That was like a challenge. So maybe I don't know what the kids are into these days. You guys are into committing crimes for clout. I don't know. Um, Not my thing. But 
these motherfuckers were dumb as fuck to put the actual XP codes on the outside of the Tortinos packages. So what people are doing, and I'm not, I, first of all, Tortinos, don't sue me. I'm just sharing the story. I'm not encouraging this behavior. None of my listeners, please do not go to your local grocery store and do this. But what people are doing is they are going to the grocery store. They're going to the aisle, the frozen food aisle where the Tortino pizza rolls are. They're grabbing the package. They're taking a picture of the code and then they're going home and they're claiming the code. So then when people actually go to buy them for the extra XP or whatever, the codes aren't working because they're already claimed. So fucking people on Twitter are on their ass on fucking Tortitos. Like, yo, I bought these motherfucking pizza. I bought the 100 pack of pizza rolls and I can't even get my XP. I mean, the easy solution was stop eating to Tortino's pizza rolls because, first of all, somebody should sue you for it. You probably eat kids' cuisine, too. Somebody should fucking sue you for eating that shit. But Tortino's, you you guys took a big fat L for this shit. Well, I don't know why you did this. Um, so if you go to their Twitter, they're just constantly replying to people. Sorry, 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 sorry. There's nothing they can do because they've already printed, like, hundreds of thousands or millions. I don't know how many pizza rolls they print out. I don't know. Uh, so just letting you know, if you're into Call of Duty and you're trying to find a way to get some double XP, do not buy Tortino's pizza rolls because nine times out of ten, somebody's probably already used the code um, and you need to learn how to cook anyway. So stop eating that shit. Um, other quick news. Uh, Suge Knight, he signed over his life rights to Ray J since the last podcast. Now, why does that matter? Um, you know, just in case, just letting you guys know, just in case that, uh, first of all, good for him. You know, he needs money on his books. I think he's like in prison or something. So, you know, he can get, get, get a couple extra honey buns or whatever. Good for him. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you gonna eat your cornbread ass. Anyways, um, this is good for him because it's gonna bring in a little bit of extra income, even though he signed his whole life away. But this is also good because you know there's been rumors that there could be another chance for another Def Jam type of game, Def Jam Fight for New York or Def Jam Vendetta. Um because Ray J has the rights to to Suge Knight, that means even though he's in jail. There's a chance that Suge Knight could be in the next Def Jam. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. He could be the final boss. You know, everybody's is scared of him anyway. So you can make him the final boss. Uh, matter of fact, uh, what was it in Def Jam? Fight for New York. That bald headed dude that was the final boss. He was like the the, the club boss or whatever. Like he, no, because Snoop Dogg was the final boss. Was that in the first or the second one? There was a bald headed dude that looked like Suge Knight. Was it the first or the second one? It might have been the first one. I don't know. Don't listen to me. I don't know anything about anything about anything about anything. Anyways, the point being is. Look out for Suge Knight, possibly in the next Def Jam. I'm just putting it into the air. What's the name? Oh, and um, the fucking chicken sandwiches. They're back. They're back. They're back. They're back. So Popeyes finally brought back their their chicken sandwiches. The chicken flu is uh, in full effect. Um, I just wanted to put this out there once again. I've already said it in, in the last time we talked about the chicken flu. Um, I'm disappointed in the humanity. Um, and just first of all. This one's worse than the last chicken sandwich craze because the hype was so real because they made people wait. People was people downloaded. First of all, did y'all know that Popeyes had an app? People downloaded the pop. You gave your data up to Popeyes to fucking get a chicken sandwich so you didn't have to wait in line for the damn chicken sandwich. But this one was crazy. There was videos all over social media. People were fighting. People were shouting at each other. People didn't know how to wait in line like kindergartners because they just want this chicken sandwich so bad. But the pinnacle of this whole situation is that uh, someone died over this chicken sandwich. Uh, someone got stabbed in line. He got into an, an into a heated debate, I guess, with this person, uh, and he ended up getting stabbed in line waiting for a chicken sandwich. And uh, a lot of people were like, "Oh, you know, he died over chicken sandwich." Imagine, which you know, that was my original take on it, because like, imagine losing your life over a four dollar chicken sandwich. But 
if you read more into this story, you'll find what the media is. Most of the media, I don't want to say all, oh, most of the media is not reporting is the two individuals that got into it. They had previous beef in the streets before this whole chicken sandwich. It wasn't actually over a chicken sandwich. It was one of those things like, you know, when people say on site, it was literally on site. Like they both was in line to get a chicken sandwich and they had previous beef and it was on site and he pulled up and stabbed the dude. So that's really what it was. They actually had beef already. Um, and unfortunately some shit popped off in the Popeyes, but the media picked it up and made it seem like it was over the chicken sandwich, which, you know, bravo to Popeyes because you can't, even though somebody died over your chicken sandwich, they say, they say any type of promotion is good promotion. There's no such thing as bad promotion. Like Popeye's name is just ringing bells. So like somebody died over this fucking chicken sandwich. RIP to dude. Uh, Popeye's is getting amazing fucking promotion for this shit. And uh, I'm just losing losing hope in society. And um, we got to do better, man. We got to fucking do better. Uh, I, I still have yet to try the Popeye's chicken sandwich. To be honest, like because of all this shit that's popping off, I kind of don't even want to try it. I've heard it's not even that great. So y'all can have that. Maybe like a year or two down the road when the hype dies down, maybe one day I'll go to Popeye's and try it out. But you motherfuckers ain't stabbing me over no damn chicken i'm good i'm good all right so what are we talking about today what are we talking about today um we're gonna get a little bit into the game and we're gonna get a little bit into i i just named this section q a because it's like the topics are kind of all over the place you're talking about life like networking and like some other stuff um and then a couple of music suggestions but nothing too crazy nothing too crazy you know um but since I'm known for the gaming, you know how we do. We got to get into the gaming first. So first things first, everybody says that I don't beat my games. That's a lie. I beat my games. Um, the, the ones that I like, but I will uninstall you. Uh, let me know. Let me know on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Re respond to this question. Let me know if you guys would like to see a top 10 uninstall games of 2019. Because I did uninstall a lot of games. And, uh, that's because I just don't have the patience for bad games. But we're not going to get into that. Because today we're talking about a good game. I mean, I actually made fucking full notes for this shit. Let me bring up my notes here real quick. Um, so the game that I completed on stream at twitch.tv slash the black Hokage. Be sure to follow me on Twitch. I stream every, not every day. I stream like at least five days a week. Um, usually like early afternoon to the evening. Um, hit that follow button. Hit the ring bell. Twitch.tv slash the black Hokage. I beat the Outer Worlds. Um, the Outer Worlds is a new space RPG from Obsidian Games. If you're unfamiliar with Obsidian Games. They are the creators of Fallout New Vegas, as well as, was it, KOTOR 2, Knights of the Old Republic 2, I, I believe. Um, and then they also created something else. They have a good pedigree for making good games. Um, they're known mostly for RPGs. Um, this is a space RPG. Um, they're calling it like a spiritual successor to Fallout New Vegas. Um, and I mean, that's the first thing I'm going to say about it. Like, if you, first of all, if you want to know, yes, I do recommend the game. But second of all, if you like Fallout, you're going to enjoy this game because it's pretty much Fallout in space. Um, what's the name? I wrote down seven positives and one negative. Uh, and this is what I got to say about the game. Um, first things first story, not going to spoil anything too much, but basically like uh, you're somebody who stumbles upon like a space colony and needs some help. Um, the government's doing dubious things. Therefore, you have to do tasks for other people, um, interact with other people and try to figure out what's going on in this colony, what type of experiments and stuff like that. And basically you get to shift the world of the space colony. Um, but that, that's that's kind of like a very general version of it um first things first positive the world the world the world the world one thing i really love about this game is the world is very colorful this is not a bland brown looking game um there's plenty of colors and all the creatures are really interesting looking they got like space tigers and fucking 
space iguanas and shit like that so the girl the world is very colorful it's very nice to look at the sh it's very sharp um the character design is pretty decent the mouth could use a little the mouse like the way they move could use a little bit of decent work but a better work but it's all right but what i really love about this world is not only the characters interesting the colors and the actual like different environments are interesting but this is like i wouldn't call it an open world game but maybe like a semi open world game where like it's kind of like Mass Effect where you get the there's different missions on different planets with side missions and main missions and each map is you can explore and go any way that you want at any time but the thing is each map is kind of it's not big but it's not small either it's kind of somewhere in between so you never really felt overwhelmed and that's kind of been my problem with a lot of games nowadays uh every game feels the need to be assassin's creed like that's the problem with ghost recon breakpoint ghost recon breakpoint you spend 30 minutes in a helicopter flying to your next mission you get to the mission you do some stupid escort mission then you gotta fly 30 minutes back and in the whole time you're looking at nothing like this world is a little bit smaller and contained it feels more alive because there's so many characters with so many different dialogue trees and stuff like that so i really appreciate that they scaled back the world i don't know if their original plan was to make a big world. i just appreciate that they scaled back made it a little bit more linear but still gave you it's one of those things that were like it's not big but if you explore every nook and cranny you'll find surprise and you'll you'll meet new characters find new missions and that's really dope so it's one of those games where it's like it's kind of it's like as big as you want it to be if that makes sense like it has a very linear path but then there's still a lot it still gives you a little little, little wiggle room you know to explore so that's my first positive i really like the world the characters and the colors um second positive deep customization this game has crazy i spent an hour creating my character aisha uzumaki and i gotta get i gotta two points two points for the outer world because you y'all know i've been making videos like this is like been become a trend recently like in the black gaming community i see a lot of people complaining about how we need more um more uh character uh customization options for like black characters i've been saying this for years if you go watch and watch my dialogue my, my videos on youtube or whatever but they have realistic looking dreads the other realistic black haircuts it's not just the fucking the standard afro um they have different skin tones which look really nice so if you're a black person or a person of color you're gonna have fun being able to create an actual character that looks somewhat like yours whatever you want to create because i created a woman um there's deep customization with the character creator um there's deep customization with the weapons um because it's an rpg you're going to constantly be picking up new weapons and trying out with new different like perks and abilities but then also there's a workbench so you can upgrade those weapons um you can add different different like mods to it like scopes and being able to swing faster and reducing the uh the breakdown of the weapons because the, the weapons do break down at a certain point and you have to repair them but it sounds annoying but it, it wasn't like i think i <laughs> i used a stun baton like half the game i think i repaired it maybe twice like it's if if you build it right you really don't have to worry about that shit like i said they got the workbench the character customization is deep um and the and the weapon customization is deep as well as you have like teammates and you can customize them and do all that stuff too and then there's also like a skill tree with different like abilities because i mean it's an rpg come on bro so you know i love that deep customization third positive there is dialogue trees y'all know i love any game with dialogue trees this is a game where you get to choose your own adventure there are dialogue trees everything is fully voice acted so when you run into characters you're gonna get different options of things you want to say and based off those interactions that's going to shape your story which goes into another positive uh there's replay playability here because there's multiple uh endings i forgot how many endings they said but i'm pretty sure they said there was more than two endings there's a bunch of different endings 
um and it's really cool because when you complete the game uh it goes through and it shows you how your actions affected the world and uh how that's gonna change it and then you can go back and play it whatever but the dialogue trees there's a ton and then they have like you can play like the good guy you can play the intimidator or you can just play the person who attacks everybody and that's actually my fourth positive i think i just gave i gave you four positives right there with the multiple and yes i gave you i gave you four positives already dialogue tree was three then replayability with the multiple endings is four so five would be i know this sounds weird this sounds fucking joker homicidal but you can kill anybody in this game bravo bravo if you follow me on twitch.tv slash the black hokage come through to the streams i stream in the evenings for at least five days a week um shameless plug you would know i did a mass genocide playthrough boy oh my fucking god if you looked at me the wrong way i killed you if you fucking sneezed at me i killed you if you it was times where like i'm not gonna lie because i do enjoy games with like dialogue trees but i hate characters that just be talking for the sake of talking it's not actually pushing the narrative forward or it's not an interesting funny side mission so then you're just kind of talking i'm like dude you talk too fucking much bro so then like you literally can just end the conversation and hit him upside the head with a fucking billy club or shoot him in the fucking face and depending because like it was plenty of times where like this is really cool because there was plenty of times where i literally murdered an entire town and i still was able to finish the game i love it i love it there's plenty of missions where like i would talk to somebody and they would be like oh you need this card key to get into this room well i need you to go do this for me and i'm like i'm not doing this fetch case so what i would do is i would just shoot him in the face and then i would kill their guards and i would take the key card from them rob them and then i complete the mission if I needed more XP, I would just go out into the world and I would kill like monsters to XP farm. But that was really cool that you can kill everyone in the game. I don't remember the last time a game or if a game even let you. I'm like, I'm when I say anybody, I mean the civilians, the NPCs, the wildlife. It was a lot of fun. It did make the game a little bit harder because it's not fun when you have a bunch of armored guards inside of a city attacking. You literally have like a hundred people. But if you upgrade your character correctly use your slow down time and shoot people hey you'll be all right you'll be all right um <laughs> number six interesting characters this is a world full of interesting characters um it, it actually made the game kind of hard to stream this is one of the games that i struggle to stream because uh there it is very dialogue heavy so you had to be fooling if you don't stream or make youtube videos this isn't going to be a problem for you but um the characters are interesting and it's kind of hard to pay attention when you're streaming because you also want to pay attention to your chat but for me i was perfectly fine um for the most part i would just really try to pay attention there was some really funny dialogue like there was like one storyline that kind of paid it kind of stood out to me it was like a side mission it was like when you were in a colony it was a side mission and you had to help the dude and uh he the only reason they let him into the colony is because he he posed as an engineer in that colony or that uh that camp i mean it needed an engineer so they let him in and he lied uh he he knew how to do like some basic mechanics or whatever but they needed him to fix like some spaceships or some shit like that then you had to go on this mission where you had to find him like three engineering magazines so he could teach himself how to engineer because he was nervous that he would get caught for being a liar i thought that was pretty funny now that, that's a side mission that's like no spoiler um and he was just acting really nervous and all this other stuff so i thought that was pretty funny and there's a lot of interesting characters and my my seventh and my final positive for this game is that believe it or not and it's really really sad that i'm saying this in 2019 but this game is optimized <sighs> i got it on pc not a single problem not one stutter not one crash why did i put up two fingers if you're watching the video version i put up two fingers i have problems i don't know 
<laughs> I didn't have nothing, bro. I didn't run into any like crazy glitches. I'm not saying they're not in the game. I'm not saying you won't run into it. I'm just telling you from my personal experience, I didn't run into any game breaking bugs. My game didn't crash. I wasn't dropping frames and I was running the game on high, like it was in streaming it. This game was beautifully optimized on PC. So I would imagine that it's probably going to be optimized on console. It's just, I feel like in 2019, we got to give, we got to give developers praise for putting a little bit of extra tender love and care in their games. Because right now it seems like that's not the norm. It seems like we're beta testing every game that comes out. And this didn't feel like a beta test. This feels like a game that was made with love. This feels like a game that is as big as you want it to be. You can explore, you can just run through the story if you want to, uh, or you can really take your time, upgrade your character, explore, kill big monsters, uh, do the side missions, get to know the world and stuff like that. It's one of those games where like, if you just run through the story, you can beat it in like 20 to 30 hours. But if you really sit there and do like the side missions and stuff, it can be like 50 plus hours if you want it to be. So it's one of those games where it's like, it's as long as you want it to be. And I like games like that because time is of the essence nowadays. I don't have a lot of free time. So I appreciate it. Not this big, crazy open world RPG. I beat, I ended up beating this game in like a week, um, a week and maybe like a half, like a week and some chance, a few days. So not bad, not bad. If you're wondering why I have not mentioned any crazy negatives for this game, believe it or not, I, 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 I that's not like goofy. <laughs> I legit don't have like any crazy negatives. I literally like, so I really, this is one of the, I rarely, like I make show notes every time, but like I just put like little bullet points and I just kind of freestyle what I talk about. I really put some NT detailed notes for this show um, because I was reviewing this game. I didn't want to miss anything. And I literally had to sit there and think pretty hard, like what negative do I have to say about this game? And the only negative I could come up with after fucking sitting there thinking is, um, and this is me nit, I'm nitpicking. My one negative is there's like no mini map on the game or there's no way to, to like access the map quicker. Um, and the reason that matters, as I said, like this is a semi open world game. The maps aren't humongous, but they're big enough to where to where you do need to check the map here and there to make sure that you know where you're going in the you're going in the right direction. And in the game, you have to hit like the back button on the controller and then you have to hit the right bumper over like four times and able to, in order to get to the map and then look to see if you're going in the right direction. It would have been nice to have like a, a mini map on the lower left or right or whatever, somewhere on the screen where I can look to make sure that I know I'm going in the right direction, like a compass or some shit like that. But uh, I mean, they had something at the top but it wasn't it wasn't a very good compass uh it would just been nice to have a mini map so i know where i'm going or just a faster way to access a map like being able to just hit the back button and it goes straight to the map but having to press basically start and then scrolling over to several menus to get to the map just to check you're going in the right direction it was a little annoying it was but that was a minor gripe that was a minor gripe i got through the game the positives will far outweigh the negatives and because of that you're probably wondering well what's my recommendation like i said earlier yes i recommend the game um yes it's worth 60 dollars, and i would argue this is easily one of the contenders for gamer of the game of the year although i feel conflicted saying that because it's like to me like i really haven't played that many great games in 2019 i still gotta go back and play astro chain pretty sure that's gonna be really good um, i'm not playing death stranded because i know I'm, I'm not gonna like that but we're not this is this is out of world's review we're not gonna sit here and talk about all the other games um this is definitely a game of the year contender if you're looking for a fun rpg um if you've never played an rpg i don't know if this will be for you you never played fallout you've never played mass effect the witcher um 
I don't know if this game will be for you. Go for it, maybe. Um, but if you if you do enjoy RPGs like this, this is right up your lane. You're really going to love this game. This is a game that was made with love, and I appreciate that. And I think it's important that we show that we appreciate the developers, man, because it's not enough of y'all out here creating games that just are fun. They work. They don't take all your fucking time up. Um, and I had a blast. I had a blast. So shout out to the Outer Worlds. Highly recommend it. And now that we're done talking about the Outer Worlds, I want to let you guys know that Hokage Thoughts is brought to you by Skillshare, an online learning service that is out of this world. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and more. So whether you're returning to a long-time passion project, challenging yourself to get outside of your comfort zone, or simply just exploring something new, Skillshare classes are for you. Now I've been editing for a very long time, but that I mean I ain't trying to learn something new because who doesn't want their videos to look even cooler and some of the tutorials I've been checking out is animating Final Cut Pro 10 by Patrick Davison and the reason being is I just want to be able to add cool little effects animations onto the screen and if I could start with the basics before I move into motion um, I want to try that out and then I've also been checking out Film School Online Da Vinci Resolve by Alex um, the reason I've been checking this one out is because I want to learn how to edit on PC uh, just in case you know my Mac ever break down because you know then you can just switch over to PC and it wouldn't be an issue and the reason that learning is important to me, learning these things at least, is to be honest, y'all know I'm trying to get to a bag. I'm trying to get to this money and knowledge is power. And it's not enough to just know you got to put that knowledge into practice. And these tutorials are really helping me learn some new things so that honestly, I can get even more money out here. What I really like about Skillshare, though, is the courses are broken down into these short bite sized chapters. Some are a minute, some are five, some are three. Um, so you don't have to sit there and watch a super long video. It really breaks it down for you so that you can digest it a little bit better. And it just gets straight to the point when they do it like that. That's what I hate about youtube tutorials is they want to do a whole five ten minute introduction skillshare it gets to the point and it breaks it down a little bit so that you can digest it easier so check it out if you're interested in joining the millions of students already learning on skillshare today i got a special offer just for my listeners get two months of skillshare for free that's right skillshare is offering hokage thoughts listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free to sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Hokage. Again, that is Skillshare.com slash Hokage to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Hokage. Oh, next game. Next thing in gaming. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, this conversation came up in my Twitch chat like a few days ago. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write this down and put this on the podcast. Let's talk about it, man. Someone asked me, what are the most influential games of the last 10 years? And we had like a brief discussion on Twitch, but I like I wrote the reason I wrote it down is because I wanted to have I wanted to take the time to actually do some research because like I came up with some games at the top of my head. But I was like, yo, 10 years is a long freaking time, like 10 years, if 10 years, if we're counting from 2019 was 2009, 2009 to 2019, 2009 was that was before the PS4. And so that so that's the Xbox 360 PS3 era all the way to now. So that's like the span, of like two generations. Um. So I was like, it was a lot. That's a lot of freaking games. So I had to go back. I literally spent like an hour and a half doing some research. So like, I just want to say this off the top of my head. I apologize ahead of freaking time if I don't remember every fucking game that came out between 2009 and 2019. I did my best, um, but I don't have infinite amount of time. I spent like a couple hours doing some research, trying to figure out um, what are the most influential games the last uh 10 years so like i said 2009 to 2019 um before i get into this list i just want to explain where i'm going with because when we were having this conversation on twitch which.tv slash the black okage 
a lot of people were kind of misconstruing the word influential or maybe like we all have like different definitions of it because like some people i feel like a lot of people didn't understand the conversation in the, in the chat they were they were just picking games that they really liked and like my list is mostly games that i don't even really play like a few of them i really i enjoyed but some of them i didn't um i'm strictly going off of influence impact on the culture um did it influence game development um did it influence um how gamers act with one another um like sales don't matter all sales indicate is how popular something is but something that's popular isn't necessarily influential um like the, how many how many instagram models do you know have like 3.5 million followers because they ass and they titties is out but can't sell two shirts can only sell two t-shirts you're, you're not really influential you're just cute um if that makes sense so impact matters to me so now that we got that out the way and I'm going to explain why I think these games are influential. Let's talk about it. I broke it. I actually broke it down into years because it's a lot of games. All right. So 2009, 2009 was a really good year for influential games. Um, the first one that I put on my list for influential is Demon Souls. For those of you unaware, I think most people started playing Dark Souls. Demon Souls was the first in the series. It was Demon Souls, then Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, then it was a Bloodborne, and then Dark Souls 3, and all the other spinoff of shit. So the reason I put Demon Souls on the list is because without Demon Souls, you wouldn't have the Dark Souls series and all that shit. But also Demon Souls, Dark Souls, we'll just put it together. Um, it's easily one of the inf most influential games, whether you like these games or not. Just take a look around the gaming industry, bro. What do we got? We got The Surge, um, Neo, uh, Sekiro, um, that new Star Wars game, uh, The Fallen Jedi. That's Dark Souls influence, Demon Souls influence. Like every like action game, like in the past couple of years has been Demon Souls influence. So I would, I would say that this is easily one of the most influential games of the last 10 years from a mechanical standpoint, not necessarily like a cultural impact. Um, oh yeah, then you got Bloodborne too. Not necessarily from a cultural impact, but it has like its niche people, a certain group of people love it. And it's been influential on game design, I think. Um, the second influential game I got from 2009 is Mass Effect 2. Um, Mass Effect 1 has like a cult following. It's personally my favorite in the tr original trilogy, but Mass Effect 2 is where a lot of people picked it up. And Mass Effect 2 to me was a little bit more influential in terms of game design. Um, because, uh, uh, oh, like every RPG, including what we just talked about, the Outer Worlds, every RPG nowadays has the uh, the Paragon like renegade uh, dialogue trees or whatever. Um, it what Mass Effect wasn't the first to do that, but I think I would argue it's probably what made it popular. Um, and then also, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure Mass Effect 2 was the first RPG, at least from what I've seen, that did companion quests. And like every RPG nowadays has companion quests. And then also Mass Effect 2, like I said, most people started with Mass Effect 2, so then that's when the series really started to boom. Um, that's when you started getting all the crazy in N7 impact. Uh, everybody cosplaying as like the different characters, Thane and fucking the all the other different characters and garris and all this shit so i would i would argue mass effect 2 is very influential in the last 10 years in terms of game design as well as like cultural impact um i would put it in the same boat as like demon souls dark souls very niche a little bit a little bit less niche than dark souls i think a little it's a little bit more mainstream but even still like i wouldn't it's influential that's the point um second second influential or well, third influential game 2009 league of legends league come on bro whether i i first of all let's get some straight i can't stand league of legends i don't like this clickety clackety ass game fucking you just sit on your mouse 
I just closed my fucking show notes. Oh my god, thank god. I'm, I'm glad I didn't fucking click and close this damn recording. Let me make sure. Yeah, I'm still recording. Okay. Uh, okay, my show notes are back. <laughs> League of Legends, I can't stand this fucking game, but you cannot deny it is one of the most influential games of the last 10 years. The entire esports fucking. Well, I don't want to say entire because CSGO had a following. CSGO. Was like the grandfather of like esports but it didn't really go mainstream until league of legends um so there's that then think about how it influenced game design um every every company's got a moba nowadays because of league of legends and how popular and they see how much money it makes um cosplay is cosplaying league of legend characters is big people love cosplaying it so it has that cultural impact um so across the board, League of Legends is easily one of the most influential. Also, I would argue that it um, it influenced like pricing models, business models with their free to play model. Uh, they showed that you can do a free to play game. You can just make the entire game free and then charge for skins and stuff. So that's very influential. There's there's a ton of ways when you think about it. League of Legends influence gaming today from cultural to business to game design. Um, and then last but not least for 2009, I got Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah, you forgot that game came out. This one's easy. Um, first of all, before Batman Arkham Asylum, besides maybe Spider-Man 2, superhero games fucking suck. Uh, so Batman Arkham Asylum is influential for one reason and one reason only, game mechanics. Uh, <laughs> every every like third-person action game since Arkham Asylum has came out has ripped off Arkham Asylum. And if you know what I'm talking about, if you played any, whether you played Asylum or not, Asylum, Arkham City, Origins, any Arkham Knight, if you played any of the Batman Arkham series, you know the, the combat system with the whole press, uh, on the Xbox at least, uh, you press Y to counter and then X to attack or whatever. Um, and it's like kind of like a rhythm-based combat and you can jump over people and combo and string things together. Um, fucking Spider-Man copied that shit. Um, like that's that's the easiest one I can think of off the top of my head. But like every third person action game has copied Batman Arkham's combat system. Um freaking I think I remember somebody saying that like one of the old Spider-Man games was the first to do it, but I don't remember that. Like I even if that's true, Arkham is what made it popular. It's 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 heavily impacted game design. Um moving on to 2010. 2010's a little bit weaker, but uh this is what I got for 2010. NBA 2K11 very influential uh nba 2k has been around since dreamcast but 2k as 11 is what kind of started as the catalyst um for like what made 2k popular this is when nba live was kind of on the decline 2k 11 came out and this is the one with the jordan with jordan on the cover this is when they had the cruise on there and shit like that um this is kind of what started the 2k craze um which is we'll further get into and we'll talk about in 2013 that's why i would call it influential it can it changed game design for like basketball games um and then uh fifa i put fifa on 2010 fifa i okay so i wanted to put fifa i didn't know what year to put it because i don't play fifa but i know all about it and i'm pretty sure fifa was the first game in the sports genre to include that ultimate team shit um, and this is where we're going to talk about something negatively influential because you can be influential both ways. Um, I don't know what year it was, but I'm just going to put it on the 2010. Um, so I apologize for not knowing which FIFA it was. Whatever FIFA was the first one to include fucking ultimate team. Um, that's very influential because once EA saw how much money, if those of you know where ultimate team is, it's the same as like my team in 2K or Madden's ultimate team or whatever, where basically you buy packs, loot crates, and they give you certain players so you can create your dream team, but it's it's pay to win. You got to pay for the players or whatever, packs. Um, 
FIFA is what made that shit popular for those of you unaware. Um, and then it influenced Madden, 2K, and every other freaking sports game. So I think that's a very influential game that people kind of sleep on, uh, even though it was a bad influence. Uh, but people bought the shit, so it is what it is. I don't know. I don't know. Now that I'm looking at NBA 2K11, I don't know. I, I might have to take that one off the list. Like it was influential, but the next one I'm going to talk about, the next 2K I'm going to talk about is probably a little bit more. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll put that in the yellow zone. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I went through 2011's releases. I couldn't really find nothing, so we're moving on to 2012. Uh, 2012, Mass Effect 3. <sighs> Very influential. Um, the reason I put this one on the list is Mass Effect 3 proved that gamers had a voice. Right? Like that whole phrase, rise up, gamers! Like that shit probably came from Mass Effect 3, bro, because that ending was fucking ass in Mass Effect 3. And it was so fucking bad. They made Bioware go back and change the ending. I don't think even to this day, I don't know any game that was like people hated the ending that much. They said, no, fix it. They held a gun to fix this shit. <laughs> fucking so they made Bioware and they made Bioware go back and fucking change the ending. And that is very influential because I think that's the first time in the Internet age that like gamers realize like, yo, we really have a voice in this shit. And I feel like gamers since Mass Effect 3 gamers have become more vocal about what they want from their experiences. And that's, I guess, another negative influence. That's how I think Mass Effect influenced gaming culture, Mass Effect 3. Um, so that's why I put that one on the list. I mean, like this game, had this game had people so fucking pissed. And you think I'm playing? Go on YouTube and search the indoctrination theory. Somebody made an hour long documentary trying to explain why the ending to Mass Effect 3 wasn't bullshit and it made complete sense. And the developers came out and said that, that it's not his theory wasn't true, but it was still very interesting, very well made. Um, so that's how I think Mass Effect 3 influenced gaming. Um, the second one from a 2012 release, Borderlands 2. Um, I was conflicted. I was like, I, I almost put the original Borderlands on there, but I was like, you know what? We're going to go with Borderlands 2 because I think Borderlands 2 is where the series really took off. Uh, Borderlands 2 is very influential in gaming because it's the godfather of looter shooters. Without Borderlands 2, I'd argue we'd have no Destiny. Um, we'd have no Anthem, which I guess is a good thing for a lot of people. <laughs> um, what's another looter shooter? That new uh, Marvel Avengers game from uh, Square Enix. We wouldn't have that. Like all these looter shooters that we have nowadays, uh, Remnant of Ashes, I think. Is that a, is that a looter shooter? No, that's a, that's a Dark Souls. Oh, well, there, never mind. That's how Demon Souls in 2009. Without Demon Souls, there would be no Remnant of Ashes. There you go. I just further proved my point. Uh, back to 2012, though. Um, yeah, Borderlands 2 is very, very, very influential. Um this one's a little bit off the beaten path i'm not gonna lie let me take a swig of this water and burn my voice <sighs> this one's off a little bit a little bit of beaten path but 2012 a very influential game release i put on is you guys remember that game that indie game journey you played as that like red demon floating thing floating through the sand and shit the game was like two hours long if you go back and watch the reviews for that game fucking games media just Praise that game out the woo-wah. This is the deepest game that we've ever seen. And blah, 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 blah. I never played that shit. I'm never going to play that shit because I'm not in the fake deep shit. But that being said, I still would say it's very influential for one reason and one reason only. Um, before that, like indie games were a thing like on Steam and like console. But I think Journey was like the catalyst to show people that, hey, you know, you don't have to be a triple A developer. You can make it as an indie developer and you can create a different experience that people would enjoy. Like I, I'd argue that like without Journey, we wouldn't have games like, I don't know, Bastion or um, 
what's that what uh what's that game with the wispy willows whatever what was that shit uh wispy xbox what's that fucking game with that little blue floating thing uh y'all know what the fuck i'm talking oh my god it's gonna fucking drive me crazy what was that game called i played the game too platformer xbox wispy i'm just gonna type willows fucking we wouldn't have cuphead oh ori in the blind forest there we go we wouldn't have ori in the blind forest we wouldn't have fucking cuphead like all these cool little kind of different indie games that wasn't really a thing like 10 years ago um and indie studios have become on the rise and they offer different experiences one of my favorite indie games is um what's that damn sonic game i'm actually looking forward to the it's not fucking God damn it. I, I'm having a brain fart. I didn't get enough sleep last night. Um, I'm actually going to open. Do I want to open my Steam up? No, I don't want to open my Steam. Oh, you know what? I put it in my pocket. I put it in my story pockets and then I need to log in. Cool. But yeah, that's how I think. Um, that's how I think Journey influenced the gaming industry. Oh, don't fucking save it. And of course, I'm not logged in doesn't want to fuck it bro get over it y'all get the point I, i'm over. i'm not gonna look up that game uh 2012 also was the release of csgo counter-strike go i mean that kind of that game kind of speaks for itself bro. very influential um oh you know what i just i just remembered going back to 2009 i apologize i'm doing that but going back to league of legends one more thing that i forgot to add to this um league of legends Le w without league of legends there would be no twitch uh for those of you unaware um because i've been on twitch since 2013 twitch launched in 2011 when it converted from justin tv to twitch um and in the early twitch days twitch was basically a league of legends site so league of legends and twitch went hand in hand so the rise of the rise of twitch is also the thing of league of legends it's also thanks to league of legends and league of legends rise is also thanks to twitch like they were like a symbiote kind of relationship so without that you wouldn't make without league of legends you probably wouldn't have seen some of your favorite streamers a lot of your favorite streamers started off playing and they branched off into other things my bad all right going back to 2012 csgo um without csgo i would argue the same thing like uh it influenced twitch but also um it influenced a lot of game design um freaking the way that the game works um also their business practices also without csgo we wouldn't have been able to get csgo lotto we wouldn't have been able to get all them great betting sites where people pretend to bet 50 dollars and then they actually own the website so that's another negative influence um <laughs> oh fucking the loots and the pack of they did that shit too so i mean that's 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 influence um and then another another dark horse from 2012 uh the walking dead season one i would say that's very influential bro point and click games have been a thing since the early 90s since pc gaming has existed to be honest the 80s actually um but walking dead season one brought it back i think like point and click games were dead then fucking Lee, Lee and Clementine's Adventures pulling on your heartstrings. Then we got a whole bunch of games like the Wolf Among Us, the Batman game, freaking um, what's the names? Well, something Rain. What was that shit called? Uh, Detroit Become Human. Um, there's so many. What, what, what's the what's the what's the game where you play the little teenager and fucking you travel back in time and shit? What's that game called? Uh, Life is Strange. All these games, you would not, they would not exist if it wasn't for The Walking Dead popping off. And that influenced game design. Uh, people saw, oh, there's money in this type of genre. We can create more story driven experiences where people just, you know, do QTEs and click what they want to do. So I would argue that had influence over the community. <laughs> Excuse me. And then also cosplay. People love cosplay and Clementine. 
um by the way did y'all know clementine was black i did not know bro i, I did not know that it's like a year ago when ethos told me i was like what the fuck she's black why she's like a little white girl bro yo game developers if y'all gonna make little black babies put some black skin on that black baby i'm just saying damn um 2013 uh i only had one game on this list and that was nba 2k14 um this one was influential for negative reasons well two reasons uh one negative one uh, i can argue they're both negative actually <laughs> so the first one is maybe i'm wrong it might have been 2k13 but i'm pretty sure it was nba 2k14 which was the first game to in um bring it to bring vc into the game virtual currency because for those of you unaware who haven't been playing 2k for a long time it used to be a point it used to just be stat points you used to just play the game you grind your character and you unlock stat points then they introduced vc into the game and basically the game became completely pay to win where yeah you could grind your character but they made it impossible to grind your character so then it was it's like psychology they uh basically made you they tempted you into buying vc that so that you could upgrade your character so then you had the day the game came out you had people running around 85 overall 90s and shit on day one because they basically paid for their player which is some bullshit so that was a negative influence um and that 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 influenced 2k14 influenced the rest of the nba 2ks to where each year it's gotten worse and worse and worse and i remember when 2k14 came out i remember telling people like yo don't buy this fucking don't buy this shit don't buy this fucking vc because this shit is a trap they are testing the waters and people you know people dip their toes in it people dip their toes in it and now it's getting worse and worse people fall to peer pressure uh, oh just buy some vc and it's made the game worse um it's also influential in a sense 2k14 was definitely the first year they introduced the park most people didn't even know because they didn't have ps4s or xbox ones that there was a park mode in there i didn't even know there was a park mode in nba 2k14 uh, i found it by accident i was like shuffling through the menus and then i accidentally clicked my park and then it loaded me into the shit i was like what is this shit i was like oh people are, like running around and shit and then i found it had voice chat and that's when jigaboo jones was born um i was like yo this mode is kind of fun and now 2k 15 and 16 was when people actually really started to discover the park um and I, so that's like a negative influence because then that's when the youtube era 2k 14 was like the start the real start of the youtube era for 2k and that's that's an influence that's influential because the 2k community is huge on youtube um and the park is the birth of it which came from 2k 14 so that's how i think that influenced the community and then also like look at look at fifa fifa came out with their volta mode the little street mode that's a copy of fucking 2k's park so it, it's influencing game design as well um 2014 destiny destiny is the baby of borderlands but destiny is also influential in itself because everybody's copying destiny all these fucking looter shooters with the shared world um the different stats and the bonuses and shit in the story you can you can put borderlands and destiny together but i mean like i feel like that's an obvious one whether you like that game or not destiny is very influential um they they have their own fucking conventions now you can't say it doesn't have they have guardian con down in florida every year that's influence that's impact the way people are cosplaying the characters that's impact um titanfall titanfall very influential 2014 titanfall is just influential from a game design standpoint not from a cultural impact i don't think i personally love titanfall specifically titanfall 2 i like the first one too it didn't have enough content but the first one was good too but titanfall is influential from a game point uh, a gameplay standpoint because like i don't know if y'all remember after titanfall came out like every shooter had a wall kind of wall running mechanic in it um 
just straight ripped off Titanfall 2, especially fucking Black Ops 3. And that was a good game, but it, it ripped off Titanfall. Come on, guys. So from a gameplay standpoint, Titanfall was one of the more influential games. Um, and then also without Titanfall, we wouldn't have gotten Apex Legends. So even though it's the same company, it did influence something. Influence game design, it influenced more games. So, I mean, you got to throw that on there. You got to throw that on there. Um, 2015, I didn't have anything, but 2016, uh, I got one game and that's Overwatch um when over after overwatch came out every game became a freaking what is it a hero shooter um a team-based hero shooter so there's that influence um everybody cosplays as diva and freaking uh, tracer and freaking reaper go to a convention you're gonna find a million different fucking divas i swear to god because they all go on amazon and they order a little tight ass suit so they can show their ass off and i and i'd be looking so <laughs> oh it definitely had an impact on the community not only from a gameplay standpoint but also from like a, a cultural impact people love the characters in overwatch you can't deny that overwatch is very influential and then also it pushes esports forward um from what I hear, though, the, the Overwatch League isn't doing the best right now. But I mean, at one point, it was one of the biggest things. It was on the front page of Twitch. Overwatch 2 is coming out. They had BlizzCon. Um, you freaking saw so, I me. Mean, you got you got the Overwatch in there. And then the last year that I have, because I couldn't find anything for 2018 and 2019 has been kind of rough to me. Uh, 2017 PUBG. I know it's fun to shit on PUBG, but at one point, PUBG was the top battle royale game um h1z1 was the first to really like do it but PUBG was the one that brought it to the forefront to the mainstream it's the one that got it right the first time and i didn't put 500 hours into this game by accident um fucking the PUBG era on twitch was great very very influential to the twitch community very influential to game design because everybody's a fucking everybody has a battle royale like um and you know it's funny we're gonna talk about fortnite next i wasn't gonna put this on the list but then i thought about it and i decided to put it on. um without PUBG, fortnite would not have existed um people for those of you unaware fortnite was originally a um tower defense game like the crazy thing about fortnite i think i told this story on stream but i'll tell it again just to document it for the podcast i remember when paragon was popping off for those of you unaware <clears throat> epic games the creators of fortnite before Fortnite popped off, they had another game that they were working on called Paragon. It was a third person MOBA. Um, and that was their like bread and butter that they were really pushing for like two and a half years. And I remember they flew me and a few members of GI out to Epic Studios in North Carolina for a Paragon event where they were showing us what they were working on, this that uh for the future of Paragon. They were they were really they were trying to build up the Paragon community from a grassroots because at this point the game was in alpha and beta. Um it wasn't fully released. Um so we went to this event, learned more about the future of Paragon and stuff. And then there was a one point where we were in Epic Studios and they decided to give us a tour of the studio. And I remember they were showing us some statistics on like on their computer of like PS4 players to PC players in terms of ratio. I remember I turned to my left and there was like a little room with maybe three computers in there and a couple developers. And I asked one of the um, what's the word I'm looking for? One of the community managers at Epic. I was like, yo, what are they working on in there? the door was open it wasn't closed it was clearly it was an unreleased game the door was open and you could see like a little it was it was it was fortnite um he's like oh that's our game fortnite um it's, a, it's another game that we're working on he's like matter of fact <clears throat> he's like before you guys go make sure to give me your emails um he's like i'm gonna send you guys some codes for the closed alpha so you can check it out they um bro they were dead ass begging us to play fortnite this is before the battle royale even existed this was when it was just save the world before it was called save the world it was just called fortnite it was just a tower defense game 
fucking battle royal was never in the plans for fortnite never they were begging us to play that fucking game and i remember me and like either was like look at it, we just like laughing now we gonna play paragon paragon here to stay we love this game <clears throat> long and behold fortnite ended up killing paragon but anyway um that's beside the point Fortnite would have never existed if PUBG wasn't so popular. PUBG caused competition, which created Fortnite. Um, PUBG influenced a lot of games. All these fucking battle royale games, that's game design. Freaking co people cosplaying with the frying pan and shit, that's impact. And I would argue PUBG would still be the number one battle royale game to this day. If they would have spent more time optimizing their game instead of rushing out content. <clears throat> And if they would have went free to play when they saw Fortnite was free to play, you know, motherfuckers love free shit. They should have switched it up and made it free to play. They could have reimbursed the people who paid the $30 with like some extra clothes or something like a like a founder's pack or something like that to make people feel better about paying that $30 and then make it free to play for everybody else just to compete with Fortnite. Um, so PUBG was definitely influential. Like I said, I didn't put 500 hours into that game by accident i know it's cool to make fun of it now because it's kind of fallen by the wayside but it was very influential at one point um i remember people were talking about making a game of the year when it was still in beta uh, in 2017 and then let's get into fortnite originally when i talked about this on twitch i was not going to put fortnite on the list people were asking me what i think about fortnite and everybody kept saying about how popular it was or whatever and my counter argument to that my original counter argument to that was like just because it's popular doesn't mean it's influential like fortnite would not exist if it wasn't for the success of PUBG, and that's why PUBG is influential but as i was making my show notes i fell back and i i still i, I thought about it and i was like okay you know what it may have not been influential from a game design standpoint because Fortnite is just a straight ripoff besides the building mechanics. Um, but I thought about it. I was like, you know what? It is influential from a cultural standpoint. It is one of the most influential games. So I was like, I'm going to put Fortnite on the list, even though I can't stand this game. And you know what made me think about it? The other day I was in the, uh, the, the grocery store, right? And I'm looking uh, at drinks or whatever, you know, I like to get to, you know, the, you know, the, the crayon, the crayon apple, you know, nothing too crazy, nothing too crazy. And there was this dad and there was this kid and his dad uh, in the aisle next to me. And the kid started doing one of them weird ass Fortnite dances. And like, I looked at it like, well, which one was it? It's the one where like you move your arms behind your, you move your hips and your arms at the same time, all stiff and shit. I forgot what it's called. I don't know. I don't know them damn dances. I'm old. Um, but he was doing one of them Fortnite dances and I looked at it and I was like, yeah, this kid definitely, it, it's crazy that we can be out in public and a kid starts doing a dance and I'll be like, yeah, this kid definitely plays Fortnite. I was like, and then I thought about, I was like, you know what? That's, that's influence because they brought that, they brought them dances into the real world. So I was like, even though, even though I can't stand the game, that's undeniable influence or fucking, then you got people like Ninja, uh, hosting new year's events and shit like that. That's influence. That's influence. I was like, you know what? Fortnite is one of the most influential games, just not from a gameplay standpoint. Like, uh, like I said, the building is unique, but I think it made a big cultural impact. All right. All right. All right. Moving on to the life section, the Q and a section of the podcast. Um, I just would like to put a disclaimer out there because I feel like I haven't been saying this for like the last few podcasts, but I need to remember to say this. Whatever advice I give, this is just my perspective. I'm not telling you, you absolutely have to do this. My word is not law. People are simply asking me questions and I'm trying to answer them to the best of my ability, but you can do whatever the fuck you want with this info. Um, and the first question, first of all, follow me on Twitter because all these questions come from Twitter. I Before every episode, I always post a tweet saying, hey, I'm working on show notes for the next episode. Reply to this tweet with whatever topics or suggestions you guys want me to talk about or questions. Um, and I take questions and 
topics from that thread and I use it for the podcast. So make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. And the first question comes from Champagne Poppy. And he asked, what is the best place to live for creating content with friends with a startup? So it sounds to me like you're trying to create a uh, like uh, like a stream team or like a streamer house, because that's like the new popular thing for like the, the the cool young i'm a little too old to be living in a house with like five niggas and shit i'm 29 like i i, I need my own personal space but like if you like it like the new cool thing is like if you between like 18 and like 21 or fucking people pull their resources together and they'll get like a house or like a big ass apartment and then everybody gets a room and then they create content together they stream they they collab doing youtube videos and stuff like that the content creator house or whatever that, that's the new thing and I, that's basically what he's asking because he wants to start one up um first things first uh the best place so let's be do you want do you want to get the dream or do you want to get the the realistic thing let's give you the dream let's be positive all right the dream if you have the resources to live anywhere in the united states which is i'm gonna guess is where you're from um the best places to live is a place where there is no state tax and the reason for this being is when you're making money online as a content creator from youtube twitch instagram TikTok, whatever you're doing um when they pay you they pay you in full um so let's say you made i don't know two thousand dollars in subs off of twitch that month they're gonna pay you two thousand dollars the problem with that is it's not like working a regular job when you work a regular job they take your taxes out of your check automatically if you ever look like if you ever look at your job or your regular job you look at that joint and they'll say you actually earn like 3500 but they only pay you two thousand because they had to take taxes out and you'd be like damn they take a lot of fucking taxes out when you work for yourself they don't nobody takes taxes out for you because you're working for yourself um so the best way to be able to save as much money as possible is which by the way save like a third of your checks so then when it's time to pay taxes you'll have the money to pay you don't want to get caught up with that shit um but the best way to save as much money as possible because you have to pay federal and state tax is be in a state where there's no state taxes and the let's actually let's look it up because i know there's three off the top of my head um, in America, Florida has no state tax, Nevada has no state tax, and Texas has no state taxes. Those are like the places I'd be looking at. Let's see. States with no state tax. Um, okay, only seven states have no personal tax. So the states are Wyoming, Washington, Texas, South Dakota, Nevada, Florida, and Alaska. Those are the seven states that have no personal income state tax. Um, and what this means is when it's time to pay taxes, all you'll have to pay is your federal tax. You won't have to pay the state and the federal. So you get to keep more money in your pocket. So if you want to know the best state, it's one of them seven states. Now, if you ask me, if you had to pick out of one of them seven states, Wyoming is a hell no, because who the fuck wants to live amongst the cows and the fucking horses? There's more horses and people in Wyoming. Washington, Washington isn't cool because I mean, is I mean, Washington is cool because, you know, you have Seattle, you got fucking um, what else is in Washington? <laughs> Yo, what, what else is cities, cities, hold up, cities in Washington? Oh, man, I didn't mean to do y'all like that, Washington, but you did it for yourself. Uh, you got Seattle. You got Spokane. Don't nobody want to live in Tacoma. Uh, so yeah, you got Seattle and Washington. So yeah, if you want to live in Seattle, I guess. But I wouldn't pick Washington because Seattle is one of the most expensive cities in the United States. Um, so and like I said, you want to keep as much money as possible, especially because you're young. Um, Texas is is a very high chance of a place that I want to go to um, because it's big, it's cheap, 
it's warm down there um and then in texas uh you got houston you got dallas you got austin so you got some great cities down in texas um and the cost of living is low and then there's no state tax so texas is a viable option south dakota fuck out of here um nevada if you want to live in vegas vegas isn't bad because uh in vegas uh fucking cost of living is low at least right now when the raiders go when the raiders move to vegas i think the rent is gonna probably go up but the cost of living is pretty low in nevada um i know you can get like a one bedroom for like 800 a month with like a pool and fucking air conditioning you can get a nice little spot in nevada or whatever or well, well no because you guys want a streamer house uh there's no state tax consider nevada there's no state tax the only problem with nevada is all there is is vegas kind of like washington all there is in washington is seattle uh, don't nobody want to live in any other city besides vegas so but it's on there then you got florida uh florida's got some cool cities you know you got fucking miami orlando uh what other cities are in fucking florida uh let's see florida cities and there's no state tax there so you get to be able to keep your more money uh ill jacksonville you got tampa fort lauderdale so you got some pla- you got some places you got some places in the only problem with florida is you know you got to deal with hurricanes and then Alaska, ain't nobody trying to litter. You're trying to be a fucking get off that. Um, so that's what I would recommend for you. You want to be able to keep as much money as possible because if you have more money in your pocket, that's more money that you can invest in yourself. Maybe you can buy some properties, or you want to upgrade your equipment, or you want to travel to create content. You want to be in a state where there is no state taxes because I'm telling you right now, Uncle Sam is a fucking bitch, bro. I every every april uncle sam comes and he rapes me bro i swear to god i hate that shit dog. you you don't you don't want to deal with that shit but that's like the dream if you guys can move and find a place you got the money for it if you cannot move and you just want to get a place where you're at and you want to deal with your situation for now until you can move best case scenario um just just make sure you're focusing on creating content is the best advice i would give to you um I hate the term content creator mainly because like i feel like the people who throw around that term the most are the people who don't even create content people who don't know how to edit a video just all they know how to do is start up a stream and they probably started up off their fucking xbox they don't even know how to use obs or fucking xsplit uh, they don't know how to edit videos they don't know how to plan videos they don't know how to script videos they don't know how to use a camera correctly just using your camera on auto settings like really take the time to work with what you got and use it and learn your equipment don't i remember uh black said on twitter and this is a really really good quote like don't be out here with fucking level 50 equipment and you're a level one warrior if that makes sense like don't go out and buy a thousand dollar camera and you don't know how to use ISO, you don't know what depth of field is, you don't know what the aperture does, um, you just put that shit on manual because then you're just wasting fucking money. Just use whatever cheap, like, yo, people don't, like, just fucking do it. Like, I, I've, uploaded, I've uploaded four videos on my hygiene page on Instagram, it's Hygienic Hokage, and three of those videos I shot with my iPhone. The vlog that I have on my YouTube channel where I did, um, I went to Disneyland, I shot that with my iPhone, bro. Now, the podcast in which I'm recording this uh, this camera with, uh, if you watch the video version at youtube.com slash the Black Hokage, this is an expensive camera, I'm not gonna lie, but that's because I've worked myself up to this shit. I've been doing this shit for 12 years, but like, I've used cheaper cameras. Like, it's not like, you have a good camera in your phone, and if you don't, if you wanna have a dedicated camera, you don't need to start off with a fucking thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand dollar camera. You can get a decent camera for like 300 bucks, bro, 200 bucks. Shit, you could probably get one used for cheaper like humble yourself really take the time to learn people need to focus more on what's their niche 
like who are you what's your brand that's something we're gonna talk about later in a little bit later um but you need to focus more on actually creating content ideas like um and, and the best example i can give is uh me and black always talk about this shit too fucking rdc world i love their videos they're funny as shit but like their fucking camera quality is fucking awful like <laughs> not the actual image quality but like they don't know how, whoever's shooting their videos they don't know how to shoot video correctly and the shit irks the fuck out of me but at the same time i don't care because their content is who they are and and um what they say and what they do that's the content who you are what you say what you do and what you bring to the camera it's not the camera itself everything else is like a bonus so actually focus on creating the content now if rc rdc world would just focus on how to actually learn how to capture video correctly the main thing that'd be pissing me off about their videos is like when they go and they go and record in the sun like this the sun be all bright in the background they, they need to turn down their iso when they damn camera basically they're recording and they're letting too much light into the lens if they would just turn that down the the image quality would be so much better um so it would take their work to the next level so if anybody hears this from rdc world love you guys content but please learn how to use a damn camera um but at the same time i could argue that's probably the charm of their videos they don't give a fuck <laughs> which 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 further proves my point it's not always about don't go out and spend two thousand dollars on a camera and you don't even have any fucking content the focus is always content 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 don't go out there and buy a big ass mansion with your friends and you guys don't have any fucking ideas you guys need to write down a list of ideas that you can just flow out boom boom video 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 because that's what it's all about it's about flooding the streets it's about being a volume shooter like being efficient the days of being efficient and creating super high quality content is over unless you have tons of money more most people are just volume shooters you just want to be in people's faces because out of sight is out of mind i gave you way more than what you probably asked for but that's what i would tell you to do um you got a cheap little webcam um, and a PC that can barely stream, work with it. Fucking work with it, bro. I, I still edit on this fucking old ass iMac that I got. My iMac is like five years old, bro. Like I, I want another one, but I don't need one. So I save my money. Like just take your time, really learn, figure out who you are and work on your craft versus spending a bunch of money on uh, equipment and buying a big place to produce things and shit. Like make sure you know how to, make sure you know how to light a green screen. Oh my fucking God, dog. Let me tell you something nothing and this is why i stopped giving advice to people like especially other streamers the streaming community on twitch is so fucking obnoxious and annoying to me it's so many self-destructive people with self-destructive behaviors where like you try to give them advice like i'd be in other people's streams and like their their green screen it's poorly so for those of you unaware then i first of all i've been working with film since like middle school i know i know my way around a fucking camera you can't tell me shit i know how to edit i've been editing since middle school i'm 29 years old i've been editing for almost 20 fucking years okay and i'm sick and tired of people tr like i try to give advice their green screen will be poorly lit this is, a, this is an example it'll be poorly lit and i'll be like yo your green screen is acting the way it is because your lighting's off you need more lighting ah my light's on i don't know man i think something's wrong with my green screen there's nothing wrong first of all there can be nothing wrong with your green screen because all the green screen is, is you're king out the green and the f oh my lord bruh you need better lighting you need white lighting like fluorescent lighting i mean that looks more natural you shouldn't if you're lighting a green screen pro tip you should have at least two or three lights one light is not going to cut it because you're going to create shadows especially because a lot of y'all be sitting super close to your screen you're not supposed to be doing that because it creates a shadow but at bare minimum you need to be having multiple lights one light is not enough and you be trying to give people advice and they'll be like no i think my green screen is broke all right bro all right i'm done talking to you bro and this is why a lot of people a lot of people don't progress fuck 
fuck content creation this is just in life period bro educate yourself i spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to do things bro i'm not gonna just do something to do something bro. um i've 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 had this camera that i'm recording with right now i'm pretty sure a lot of yo this camera crispy as fuck i've had this camera for like a few weeks now but like i didn't put it into place until i wasn't use it for like the podcast until i was 100 sure that i like yeah i was confident with using it you know what i'm saying build your confidence i guess that's the advice i'm trying to give you build your confidence and that'll come from learning um but if you have unlimited resources you have a bunch of money you got some capital backing there shit move to a state where there's no there's no income tax um just make sure you actually generating revenue um because that's an interesting question where's the best place to live to build as a content creator house i think you should focus on building revenue first do you have revenue coming in do you have a, or unless you have unless all your friends have a job lined up in another state if you guys are able to find another job in a state where there's no income tax and you can get a place there then go for it because then you get to save some of your money there's, there's your advice that was a, that was a freaking mouthful um let me take a swig of this water real quick <sighs> shit next question comes from blitz on twitter following man mr underscore i keep it real he says my question is when you're working to build your content creator your youtube twitch online but don't have a niche to stick to how do you properly get your name out there network and take the right steps without being obnoxious about it and making progress no matter how small um the answer to your question is within your question itself um you asked when working to build as a content creator but you don't have a niche niche to stick with there's your answer right there why are you trying to network with people when you don't have a brand what is the purpose of that um let me give you an example right so branding is important what is subway known for pedophilia come on guys they hired jared let me stop <laughs> all right jokes aside what is subway known for subs what is burger king known for burgers all right <laughs> uh what is ninja known for fortnite what is shroud known for uh being really good at fucking everything he plays you see what i'm saying um it, i can point to people or you can say what am i known for i'm known for being like the funny guy i guess the guy who gives advice i don't know i guess um every one of your favorite content creators you can point to them and you can easily say what they're known for um if you're trying to network before you even have an idea of who you are then you're hustling backwards you're wasting your fucking time what is the point of going up to somebody and saying hey you should work with me and then they ask you why and you have no answer it's like that's like trying to go to a law firm and be like hey i want to apply for your law firm well do you have a you have a degree in law i'd be like no i just i like to debate people i'd be like all right bro <laughs> like you got so like your answer you answered your own question you need to figure out what you want to do uh and until you have that answer there's no point in even networking like the answer is have a strong brand because to be honest strong brands speak for themselves um a lot of times sometimes you have to go out and network with other people but a lot of times you don't like they'll find you if your shit is hot people are gonna find you and send you emails and they're gonna want to work with you so i would i would suggest you figure out what you want to do with your content and to be honest is you kind of you kind of reinforce what i said in the first question from champagne poppy like i hate how the term content creator is thrown around from people who don't have an idea of what they're creating or they don't even really create any content like you don't even know what your niche is and i'm not saying that to insult you i'm just saying that to be real with you but you're calling yourself a content creator what content are you creating bro that's the question you need to ask yourself the hard questions um the next question comes from tyler um he says do you have any regrets in life or events that you would do over again nah nah i don't i don't <laughs> if you if you always looking back you're gonna miss what's in front of you it, there might be an opportunity in front of you 
I just don't. I'm the type of person like I like if I'm having a bad day, I just go to bed early. I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm kind of weird. Um, I have my off days, but like I said, I just I'll just go to bed early, and usually the next day I don't harp over shit. I don't see the point in constantly looking back. How are you gonna move forward if you constantly looking back? Like if you watching the video version, like imagine living your life like this and you walking forward, you are gonna be running in the poles and shit. Like what the fuck? That shit don't make no sense. Uh, so, nah, I don't I don't really have any regrets. Uh. Especially because a lot of the dumb shit you do is when you're younger and you like you immature. Like it just come with it. There's things that I would have that I did when I was younger that I wouldn't do now, but I don't necessarily regret it. I was just young and stupid. Um, plus, also, I I feel like regrets come for people who do like crazy shit. Like I'm not a bitch ass nigga. I'm not a fucking pedophile. I'm not a stalker or a creep. Um, I haven't robbed anybody. I don't commit crimes. Like those are the type of things that people regret. Like, oh, dog, man, I'm sitting in the jail cell. I shouldn't have murdered that nigga, bro. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't do crazy shit. So there's nothing I really regret. Um, I don't know. Stop looking back. Get, get money, fuck bitches. Um, next question comes from CJ two times, and he says, "What do you? Why do you think this younger generation is is into y'all? Where did this weird? Why do you think this younger generation is into or identifies with I'm sad type of hip hop rap like Juice World?" Uh, I think I think this younger generation is into emo rap because it's like that's like the cool thing to talk about now. Mental health. Uh, I think mental health is more on the forefront. It's more acceptable to talk about it, especially like with men uh, being more in tune with their feelings uh, instead of this whole toxic masculinity thing. Uh, I'm very masculine, but I'm not going to apologize for that. But <clears throat> I think that's the reason it's just more acceptable. We, we used to live in an age where people were like just suck it up with everything and i don't think that's healthy to tell everybody to suck it up i think there are some things where people do need to shut the fuck up and suck it up like motherfuckers are pussy but then there's other times where like there's other shit i do agree with is very toxic and it's like yo sometimes a nigga gotta get a cry in bro like let that shit out or take a fucking nap or some shit like that um like i i i personally feel like uh, motherfuckers is too extreme i'm in the middle i'm in the middle there's some things like, like i said i think you need to suck it up and there's other things where like bottom line is i think it's just more acceptable that's all it, it ain't even that deep um i'm not into it but you know i'm not mad at anybody who is uh and then the last question comes from rich and he says you mentioned on a previous episode that black had to tell you that when you used to walk into certain rooms for meetings or whatnot people would be intimidated by you is that the way you carry yourself is it an advantage and i'm curious i don't purposely carry myself to try to intimidate people i would advise anybody against that first of all that shit sounds weird like just walk around with your fucking shoulders out like muscles bulging and shit like fucking larry the lobster and shit i'll beat your fucking ass like no 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 i think you misconstruing what i was saying and what he was saying to me what he's saying is there's like a certain energy about me it's like a don't fuck with me type of energy but that it's not a fuck you type of energy like I, somebody this is another question i'll just throw on there somebody asked me like what's what's the worst experience that you've ever had with viewers personally from like when i go to conventions i've never i've never had one bad experience with a viewer that i've met like everybody's very respectful and i think that's what black was trying to say like people just have a certain level of like respect for you they know not to try you like i personally believe a lot of times people make themselves out to be victims um like with the way that they carry themselves like and i just have like that cer certain energy like don't fucking play with my time my time is money and like i don't purposely go around trying to that shit is weird i don't try to intimidate people like the energy that i project you can't fake it you can't fake the funk 
it's like it's that real alpha shit bro it's it's a reason women fuck with me dog it's it, you can't fake that type of energy um and that comes with like time experience and like confidence you that's like something you younger me i don't know if that is, younger me is just kind of going with the flow but now like i'm sure about who i am and like there's certain things that once you're sure about yourself and you know your worth um there's certain things that you will and you will not tolerate and i think i project that pretty well but i don't do that to like scare people that's just who i am legitimately and i would not encourage anybody to try to be that way i would encourage you to be yourself if that's how you turn out to be cool but i'd encourage you to live life experience things and however you turn out whatever like, you know sugar spice a little anything nice that's how you turn out there's a place for people like me there's a place for people like you everybody has a role but you, the key is you got to figure out what your role is like i always joke that fucking um data dave the streamer he's my malcolm x i'm not my malcolm x he's my martin luther king and i'm malcolm x basically like twitch like there's a place for him he's very diplomatic and he's very friendly but to i would argue sometimes he's a little bit too nice um and i'm on the opposite i'm on the opposite uh the opposite side of the pole i guess we had the same goals like martin luther king and malcolm x had the same goals equality for black people uh economic advantage for black people um but it's just the way that they went about it um there's certain things i'll put my foot down on i'm like no nah, i'm not doing that and you can't tell me otherwise people are too easily influenced by certain things uh and it's like nah i'm not doing that there's a place for both in the world that's i, I don't know if that explained it better but no i don't walk around like fuck you not like <laughs> you're making it seem like i'm some type of mob boss or some shit like that nah it's just don't play with my fucking time and my money you got something to say like like i just don't i don't see i don't understand the idea of trying to be friends with everybody that's i like to establish what we are like yo this is a business transaction my g we are not friends dog you are my associate that's the type of shit i'd be trying to get to. i'm a straight shooter i get straight to the point and i think that intimidates people because i'm very blunt about what i want i am not afraid to tell you i say it on stream all the fucking time yo mixer cut the fucking check bro I, like it, it baffles me how many people sit on this fucking these platforms talking about some i went to mixer because i want to get back to my roots you the roots of what nigga i'm i'm in it for the money i have no problem saying it bro that shit is fucking weird to sit there and let a little fort i'm a grown-ass man i'm not letting no fucking 14 13 year olds that never live no life dictate anything about my fucking life bro as long as you keeping your integrity you being honest and transparent about what you're doing and it's legal you have no right to tell anybody how they pay their bills it's fuck you bro I, what I'm doing is there's nothing wrong with it. I told you it was a sponsorship. If you don't like it, come back in an hour, pussy. How about that? Because I got bills to pay. And I'm not I'm not calling you a pussy in specific. I'd I be going on tangents. I apologize, y'all. Um, like I said, it's just like a certain energy. And that comes with confidence and like experience. I know what I want. And that's a whole lot of money. So I can buy a house and just wither away. Like, I just want to blow away in the dust so y'all can leave me alone. Yo, have, how many of y'all have played Assassin's Creed Revelations? If you played Assassin's Creed Revelations, I'm going to spoil the ending because it doesn't really matter. The game's like fucking five years old. Uh, at the end, when Ezio finds um, Altair sitting in that little, uh, what was it? I think it was in his book room. Because uh, when Altair died, 
he was holding like the apple eden or something like that and he, he went to his book room and his, his like batman cave and he sat in his book room and he basically was just holding the apple and he just sat there and withered away and then Ezio found him like 200 years later sitting there uh blowing in the desert that's what i want to be bro i just want to get me a bat cave with some books and some video games and just leave me the fuck alone bro because i hate everybody all right that's the end of the podcast i'm joking uh oh <laughs> uh, i'm serious though i want a bat cave um last but not least music 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 uh nothing too crazy nothing too crazy i've really been out of the loop yo tweet me at mr underscore i keep it real um on twitter what, what's some give me some music suggestions i need something to listen to something new because i've been kind of listening to the same things over and over um what the two new things that i have been listening to only one is new this actually just came out like last night last night davies davies just dropped an album called survival fire the production fire bars i haven't heard one bad song on there i gotta listen to another uh, i only went through one playthrough but like the first listens that shit hard bro it's not gonna be for everybody it's like real it's real like street real street shit bro what's what what's what's my favorite song on there fucking uh I think it's come something to school. Hold up, let me see. Davies. Something to school. I love that fucking. Oh, track five. On my way to school. That shit is real, bro. That shit like this is this is the type of album for people who've been through shit, bro. It's not gonna be for everybody. All you little weird ass niggas that be following me from Twitch. Like I appreciate y'all support, but y'all not gonna really gonna feel this. Like real screen shit, bro. Niggas that's been in the hood, been through shit been through real life shit like you gonna fuck with this survival album um and then um polo g's album diet legend i've been listening to that i think it came out like in august it came out like this summer it's not new it's somewhat new um but i just got around to listening to it that joint hard too i fuck with polo g he from chicago just because like he don't be saying nothing like unique but like and the same thing with like davies like, they don't be saying nothing unique but i be feeling what they saying like it's the passion in their voice i'm a person who's big on energy I feel their energy like yo when I listen to Polo G like this dude ain't lying like he ain't glorifying his life he's just saying like yo this is what I went through like this is my life this shit crazy I got anxiety like this shit crazy bro it just speak to me like I don't know real screen shit but anyways I'm done talking my fucking throat is fucking dry as a motherfucker um so I appreciate everybody coming through to the podcast um hopefully you guys enjoyed it if you did please remember to rate Hokage Thoughts five stars on Apple Podcasts also consider financially supporting the show if you would like to head over to redcircle.com slash shows slash hokage thoughts and you can subscribe for five dollars a month or you can make a one-time donation for however much you like just look for the red sponsor button that this podcast i can't talk just look for the red sponsor this podcast button that's below the cover art on redcircle.com slash shows slash hokage thoughts other than that that's all i got to say Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you didn't, oh well, you'll be all right. Um, And I'll see you guys on the next episode of Okage Thoughts.